0: What's
1: going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Senholz back with you uh, on what was a beautiful morning just a minute ago, but now storms have rolled in. Uh, the day will probably be a little bit cleared by the time this episode is posted later on. But I'm sitting here uh, in my little recording studio watching the the trees nearly blow over. The sky is black and the rain is pouring down. So uh, what a day it is here um, as I sit and record. But... Uh, anyway, uh, as they say, it's a beautiful day for hockey. It's a beautiful day to talk about hockey. And before we get any further into this episode, and, uh, and, uh, and we, we have a great interview for you, by the way, um, it is Brian Brandt Jr., one of the five owners of the Wausau Cyclones. He also happens to be the head coach of the Wausau West Warriors. And uh, just a great hockey mind. So I talked to him for about 25 minutes, which we've got coming up on the back end of this episode. As uh, I promised you, we will continue rolling forward with those ownership interviews. Uh, We'll have another one in two weeks. Not quite sure who it's going to be yet. I believe it's either going to be Corey or Hannah, but uh, we will find out in a matter of a couple weeks. But uh, I can't say enough about my interview with BJ. I always love talking to him and that 25 minutes just absolutely flew by, had to let him go, um, as he had other commitments and other, um, other things to attend to this morning, as he should, as he's a, a very busy, very involved guy. But thank you off the bat to BJ, and uh, hopefully you stick around and check out that interview here uh, in just a couple minutes on this podcast. Of course, if you are uh, going to do any sort of digging project, um, you know, Labor Day is coming up, and as soon as Labor Day comes up, um, it, it always uh, the the year always gets away from us very very fast. It's Labor Day, and then all of a sudden uh, it's Thanksgiving, and there's snow on the ground. You know, opening weekend of hunting, snow on the ground. Then Thanksgiving, then Christmas. You're not going to be able to do too much digging uh, when those months come around. So I know there's probably lots of people out there itching to get some end of the season projects uh, started and finished. And make sure if any of those projects involve digging, uh, make sure you call Diggers Hotline as we've mentioned before diggers hotline is not just for those professional jobs with backhoes where you're digging deep into the ground it's for anybody doing any sort of digging if you're going to break the earth's crust if you're going to break the surface uh with whether it's a shovel a a hoe a backhoe uh, no matter what it is a post digger um, that's one that i don't think people really kind of register because they're like hey i'm just digging some post holes here Uh, you still got to call diggers hotline and you can contact them by dialing 811 on any phone here in Wisconsin or, of course, visiting diggershotline.com. Uh, like I mentioned, you, you know, with, um, w- with that holiday weekend coming up, with Labor Day coming up, uh, you don't want to be working hard a couple days before Labor Day and then uh, be the one responsible for some sort of power outage or gas leak. Uh, you definitely don't want to put your family or your neighbors or animals in the area in danger. Um, so, so it's easy enough to just contact Diggers Hotline. Make sure you give them three business days uh, in order to come out and properly service and uh, survey where your uh, project is going to take place. So that means, hey, if you want to have things done by Labor Day weekend, say you want it done on a Friday or Saturday, make sure you're calling, you know, the previous week so that you can work on those things on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, things like that. If you're planning on working on a project over the weekend, make sure you get a hold of them no later than Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, as they do require up to three business days uh, to come out and uh, help you make sure that your project is going to be done safely and correctly. So, again, thank you to Diggers Hotline for being such a great sponsor this entire off season. And uh, again, I apologize, that number is 811. Don't put off those projects till next year, and also do not do them dangerously. Don't be the one putting people uh, in danger in your community, uh, putting your family at risk. And hey, even even if it's not the worst situation, even if you don't cut a gas line, uh, maybe you hit a power line, maybe you hit a cable line, and uh, you're without internet. And I don't know, maybe some kids these days will argue that uh, being without internet is even worse than a gas leak. So. Uh, to each their own uh, as far as the uh, severity of of those possible complications. But we want to avoid all of them, and Diggers Hotline is here to do just that for you. So please contact Diggers Hotline before you do any sort of digging project. Uh, This summer, next summer, uh, does not matter. Um, Whenever you're doing that project, make sure you contact Diggers Hotline. All right, Um, so this week we actually don't have any player breakdown and analysis for you as uh, that roster is really starting to get finalized and really starting to take shape. So I'm going to take one episode off and uh, come back to it and readdress it starting next episode. And we'll be doing probably three players per episode. I can't promise three players every episode, a minimum of two. Um, But we're going to aim for three players um, for every episode now through October 15th, which, of course, is the opening uh, opening night. At home at the at the Marathon County Ice Arena for your Wausau Cyclones. So by then we're going to know the uh, complete and finalized roster. We should know a few weeks before then as well. But I got to do a little chit chatting with uh, with uh, head coach Colin Bailey, and then the next episode I promise you we will get back to those player breakdowns and analysis. Um, so because we don't have that today, I pretty much uh, don't really have anything left to offer up here except for the fact that uh, again. I uh, just want to mention a great interview coming up with Coach BJ. So if you're someone who uh, usually doesn't stick around for the uh, interviews or uh, maybe you like to just hear what's going on with me and Zach, I encourage you to check out these owner owner interviews. Uh, they're doing us all a favor by sitting down, giving us some of their time. And uh, really allowing us to get to know them and their goals for the program, their, their goals for uh, the players that join the Wausau Cyclones, and so much more. So please stick around for that interview, uh, which is going to be coming up right after I talk to Director of Business Operations, Zach Serway, And, of course, uh, we'll do that right after this break. Make sure you're following these Cyclones across any and all social medias. Uh, whichever your social media is your favorite, you can find them at Wausau Cyclones. You can find me at Sunholes on Sport. We appreciate you being with us here inside the Eye of the Cyclone. I'll be back with Zach Sirway right after this. Hey Cyclones fans, summer's here and Fleet Farm's got everything you need to enjoy it to the fullest. Check out their large selection of lawnmowers and yard equipment, find grills, smokers, and all the seasonings for your next cookout. Complete your deck with a new patio set, pots, and lighting. Plus you can pick up grass seed fertilizers and yard tools. Summer's here, and Fleet Farm has everything you need. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. And welcome back, Cyclones fans. Joining me uh, again this morning is Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. And Zach, seems like the last few episodes now, we've been uh, dishing out all sorts of new information, new giveaways, new promotions, and that continues here on this episode. Uh, We we talked a little bit uh, about the the Founders Club last episode for the first time. And, uh, tonight, um, there, there's a bit of an addition or, or today there's a bit of an addition. We've got a uh, free opening night ticket. Is that courtesy of the Founder Club? Is this a giveaway? Uh, yeah. what's going on here with this uh, free opening night tickets, Zach?
0: Yeah. So with the, the Founders Club, the one thing we want to make sure that people know about is that if you do get a Founders Club, uh, membership, um, you're able to get an additional free ticket to opening night, which is going to be a a hot ticket here in in town. I know across talking to different people around central Wisconsin, people are definitely excited about it. uh, As we approach that date here rather quickly upcoming uh, today, it's actually just 52 days away. So with that founders club, not only do you get that free additional ticket to opening night, um, for just $150, you get tickets to all Cyclones home games, a specialty uh inaugural season cyclones hat. The other thing that's I, I think people need to understand that's very important is you're saving quite a bit off the game day pricing of, of tickets. So you're gonna be saving 30% off the normal uh walk-up day of game pricing, and then also. Uh, in order to rep the team, you're going to be able to save with all your Cyclones merchandise 20% off there as well. And then you receive guaranteed giveaway items, which as you know, Jake, we do a ton of different giveaways throughout the course of the, the year. And uh, the final benefit there is you get the opportunity with uh, uh, the ability to play purchase uh, playoff tickets prior to the general public and hopefully as we get into, uh, to March, we're talking about that. That'd be pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, it really would. And that 20% off apparel, that is huge. Um, I've seen uh, a good majority of the apparel that we're going to have this year. I'm sure a few more things have been added. Um, but 20% off, I mean, they're all quality products that, and, and, and they look really good, really cool, yep. too. A bunch of different designs. So that's definitely something that you'll want to take advantage of. Of course, you know, Christmas time is right in the middle of the hockey season. So you get 20% off apparel for Christmas gifts. Um, and again, all, all this for
0: $150, right? Is that the going price, Zach? Yep, that's correct. And and people, the one other thing I want to stress about that is there's it's really simple to go ahead and, and get your founders club package you can buy it right online so no need to call or uh or deal with anyone you can just simply click on the buy now link right on uh the website wallsawcyclones.com backslash founders club and get yourself taken care of and uh, you'll be all set for the season there
1: you go and uh you might as well kill two birds with one stone here and uh, head right on over to hockey tv and, and take advantage of the promotion that we got going with them as well um, Zach, is that a monthly promotion, a season-long uh, promotion? We teased it a little bit last episode, but uh, give us a little bit more detail here on on uh, how they can save with Hockey TV.
0: Yeah, so Hockey TV, they put together a really nice promotion for all fans to watch, of course, not only all Cyclones home games, but all of the road games. Then, as we had mentioned previously in the podcast, um, pretty much any junior hockey league that is happening in... United States or Canada is carried by hockey TV. So if you want to catch a hockey game anywhere, anytime, you can do that. And then, of course, watch it on demand also. So what hockey TV has going on is an early bird special. So fans can save uh, $60 on the 21-22 season all-access pass. So uh, that normally goes for $250. It's down to $190. They can use the promo code E-B-S-N-A-3-H-L-21, um, and this offer is time-sensitive. It uh, began last week, and it runs through the end of the month here. So you'll have to act quickly on that to, uh, to take advantage of that offer. Yep, there you go. Act quick. Um, if you need to hear the code again, just rewind a few seconds, uh, and it'll be right there. But I also believe it's posted on the Twitter. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, it's posted across Twitter and then also on the, on the Facebook page. So, uh, And then we also did send it out if you're subscribed to our our newsletter. Uh, we sent it out via that as well to, uh, to give fans the details on on that promotion.
1: All right, there you go. So go and uh, head over there, save, save some money, and uh, check out all of the Cyclones action on Hockey TV this season. Uh, one of our very involved and uh, one of our great sponsors is Pizza Ranch. Um, They are going to be returning as the game ticket uh, promo this season. Um, And then we also have an event coming up in September, right? Can you touch on both of those?
0: For sure. So we have a a pretty exciting event upcoming. It's going to be happening on September 23rd. That's a Thursday um, from 5 to 7 p.m. at Pizza Ranch in Weston. What we're going to be doing that night is going to be a meet the Cyclones event. And then also we're... Partnering, we're um, working with a a nonprofit that's really uh, special in the realm of hockey, um, and so it's called the United Heroes League. And what they do is they help keep military kids uh, active and healthy through sports while their parents are serving our country. So um, through this, we're, g- we're going to be able to uh, help support that United Heroes League um, for all these military kids uh, and their families to. Um, what it does is it helps them get free sports equipment, different game tickets to NHL games and things like that, and create unique experiences for these military families, um, across the U S and Canada. So we're we're looking forward to working with them on that. And then also, um, on that same evening, when you're going to be able to meet the team, um, it's also Pizza Ranch's, uh, Put another offer out there for that night. So it'll be a kid's night, which will mean that all kids 10 and under will eat free at uh, Pizza Ranch that evening with a uh, each adult buffet purchase. So come out and support a good cause and uh, meet the 21-22 Cyclones.
1: And if you've never been to Pizza Ranch, it is very, very good food. Uh, it's not just pizza. They Uh, have basically a Thanksgiving meal out there on their buffet every single night as well. So uh, it's a great place to be. And then uh, their game ticket promotion as well.
0: Yeah. So Pizza Ranch, again, they've uh, partnered with the the organization for a a long time here and uh, the other element. So on all the game tickets, this upcoming season there will be a offer on the back of those to save a dollar off a Pizza Ranch buffet. uh, And that's good at the Uh, Weston location um, here uh, in central Wisconsin.
1: And Zach, uh, another one of our great sponsors that just loves to give things away is Fleet Farm. They got another one coming up in November. Uh, Do you have any more details on that?
0: Yeah, as we get into the heart of of deer hunting and the gun opener, which will be um, towards the end of November. On November 13th, we'll be taking on the Peoria Mustangs at Marathon Park. And fans, courtesy of Fleet Farm, We'll be able to receive a Cyclones Cowbell giveaway uh, attending that game that evening. Uh, Fleet Farm will also have a booth with some cool different giveaways uh, for fans to enter as well. So looking forward to to that night upcoming on November 13th.
1: Yeah, but the season has to start uh, before we can get there. And as we've touched on many times already, that will be on October 15th, the first chance you can come out and see the Cyclones in action at the Marathon County Ice Arena. But, uh, Zach, tickets are not available. Single-game tickets are not available quite yet, are they? Uh, When are they going to be available for uh, sale?
0: That's correct. So right now, the only tickets that are on sale are group tickets, uh, the different club memberships that we have available. But single-game tickets will go on sale beginning September 15th at 10 a.m., and you'll be able to purchase those right on Walsh Cyclones dot com to reserve your seat and, and like we've mentioned in previous episodes uh there's gonna be quite a bit of demand um for for tickets here this season so make sure that you want to uh to get those early so you don't miss out and um you unfortunately kind of be left at the door without a without a ticket to opening night so mark that on your calendar September 15th at 10 a.m. All righty uh like I promised off the big air off the top
1: there A ton of new information, uh, new opportunities for you as fans. So we hope you take advantage of each and every one of them. And, again, we'll be reminding you of them uh, all the way up to the start of the season and then uh, all the way through the season as well as we're always adding things. And, uh, you know, you don't want to miss those great giveaways and uh, those opportunities to save money. So, anyway, Zach, uh, thanks for being here this morning. and We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Go Clones. Go Clones, that is Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Cyclones, Zach Sarway. Thinking about upgrading your windows and doors this summer? There's no better place than with our partners at Exquisite Windows and Doors. To request an absolutely free quote, visit ExquisiteWindowsAndDoors.com. And welcome back, Cyclones fans. Today we have a big, big interview for you. Um, it is Brian Brandt Jr., more affectionately and commonly known uh around Wassa as BJ. He is one of the five new owners of the uh, Wausau Cyclones. He's also the head coach of the Wausau West Warriors. Obviously, um, a, a depth of knowledge, depth of experience in hockey, coaching, and the like, we will get to it all. But uh, BJ, thank you for joining me this morning. I know you're a busy, busy man, uh, a teacher and all that good stuff. So uh, thanks for finding some time for us this morning.
2: Oh, thanks Jake this is uh exciting we're really excited to get this going good deal so let's uh let's hop right into it
1: as i uh, kind of touched off the top um, you come from you know a very popular hockey family a big name people know you around the area um, so let's start right there before we get into cyclone stuff uh, tell me a little bit about your history in hockey you know playing hockey maybe how you got into coaching and uh, kind of just your general connection to Wasaw.
2: Well, I started as, at a young age, you know, my, my dad and uh, was, was part of the first Wassa West hockey team. And, and that group of guys was pretty tight together. So they got uh, a bunch of, bunch of his teammates, all had kids at the same time. So uh, we grew up playing hockey with, with a lot of those guys. And that's kind of how I got involved in the sport and uh, the early days uh, of hockey, obviously coached by those guys and just uh, had a really great youth hockey experience. Um, and then, you know, from the next up there, you go to play for legendary coach Pete Susans at Wassa West, uh, learned a ton about the game, just learned how to, to you know, he, he coached everything from, from hockey to life to um, how you conduct yourself as a human, just uh, everything from there. So, you know, from that experience, it, it took me to the coaching world. I just think between those really great experiences um, – I, I, I played football in the fall, and that was just something I did to, to pass the time until hockey came along in the winter during high school. But um, during that time, I got good at a skill. I was a punter, and, and I got to be really good at it and, and earned a football scholarship to Central Michigan University. So now a lot of people know that. They, they seem to know me a little bit more for hockey, but um, got the opportunity to play Division One football, meet a bunch of great guys, great teammates that I still have great friendships with now. Um, met my wife over there and 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 had a great experience at college. But hockey was always my passion, even to the point where where I tried playing club hockey for a semester at at Central Michigan and until the the varsity until till the head coach found out and said, "I'm paying for you to be here." And <laughs> that's enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Nope, you're good." Uh, Off season workouts is exactly what you need, not hockey. And I said, "Okay, I understand." Um, but hockey's always been my passion. I think that's something that. Uh, was ingrained in me early. Uh, obviously, my brother has had success uh, in the sport, so it's been great to our family. Um, and one of the things that, you know, when I came back to town is I wanted to be able to give back to the people that that put me in the position to be successful. And I think that through coaching and teaching, that's uh, that's allowed uh, me to do that. And and I think with now this new opportunity of, of junior hockey ownership and, and developing other kids to to hopefully have that same passion and, and give back to the community they're in currently. And then obviously uh, after they leave the cyclone program. So I think that's my, that's my history. I, I, I really enjoy the sport. I, 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 it's a big part of my family, three, my three daughters and a son and the three daughters play, they love playing. Uh, I'm sure little guy Davis will play when he's, when he's old enough. So it's certainly something that uh, is a big part of our lives and, and we love it.
1: Yeah I have to admit I did not know your uh, football background. Um, I was lucky enough to be one of the uh, one of the players who got to play triple A for both you and and coach Susans um, for a few years before we got to high school and then uh, coaches had to get changed up because of rules and regulations and whatnot but got to learn a lot from you and from you and uh, coach Susans and Obviously, you got to coach under him. You guys won the first state championship in Bossier West history together, and then you get to take over that legendary program. So, just one more coaching question: Was it really was that something that you kind of thought about that you wanted to do growing up, or was it really when you saw Coach Susan's influence and his ability to kind of mold you guys and the way he went about it that really influenced you to be a coach?
2: Boy, that's a great question, Jake. I I've I've loved teaching, you know, and in in whether you're teaching in the classroom or you're on the rink, you're still teaching. And I think that part of it is is something that I love doing. And, and obviously, you know, Pete was a great influence. My dad, Jeff Hilmershausen, George Pergalski, all of these coaches, Terry Clay, guys that I had growing up that were just awesome dads and great guys to be around and Um, you know, even some of my college football coaches, you know, I've had a lot of coaches throughout the, my, my time as an athlete and you take, uh, some good things from them. You, you learn from them. You learn some things that maybe as a coach, you don't want to do. Um, but, but you're learning from it. And I think, you know, when I had the opportunity to come back, I I pursued some NFL stuff and decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let that dream go. And we're going to, we're going to teach and coach here at, at, and the opportunity opened up at Wassa West, which is obviously Uh, a place that I loved. Um, and to, to be eight years under Pete, boy, you know, you think you learn a lot as a player, but stand next to the guy during the game for eight years. And you you just learn so much, uh, about how to manage a game, how to manage kids, you know, when, when to, to get fired up, when to maybe not, Mm -hmm. um, And as a young coach, I think that was, that was great for me because as a young coach, people are super passionate and they're, you know, they have all this energy, but I think sometimes you you learn when to use that energy and when not to, but I think, you know, to think that I was going to be the head coach of this program, I don't know that that was a goal of mine. I think uh, as I, as I was coaching and as I was under Pete and in the high school world, it's certainly something that, you know, a couple of years in, I was like, yeah, I could see myself doing this and, um, and here I am, you know, eight years is my eighth year as a head coach and still learning, still uh, still learning every day.
1: As I'm sure you will be, uh, you know, through the end of your career. Um, but you've seen the world now as a player. You've seen the world as a coach. Now you kind of venture into ownership here uh, for the first time. Um, a, what got you interested besides just the opportunity to, to be part owner in a team uh, of a team that plays in the same building where you coach and I'm sure you grew up playing and and things like that. But uh, what really kind of pushed you to uh, make this happen here? And then maybe more of a kind of a fun question here. Is there anything surprising um, that's come along with ownership here? Any difficulties you didn't expect or or any kind of wrenches thrown into things that uh, have really kept you on your toes here in the first couple months of this process?
2: Well, I think what got me interested is, seen uh Duncan and Terry run such a, a good program you know like they they've got a good business model uh they've they've hired good people and and the opportunity to to, to expand and grow what they've done uh I think was was really intriguing to me to bring back the the wassa Cyclones name again you know drawing on the history of Wasa hockey I think was a really important part of that and, and getting Brad and Corey, Kurt and Hannah involved. I think just putting together a really fun ownership team, um, was, was a big draw, you know, when we sat down with Duncan and, 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 and I kind of asked him where he was at and, and we discussed, you know, the sale of the team. I think there were, as, as you go through that process of whether you want, if it's something you truly want to do, I think we got to that point as, as an ownership group, we're like, yeah, this is exactly where we want to be. We want to help these kids. We want to help grow our staff. We want to, we want to push people on to the next level and, and give them opportunities to succeed for the same opportunities that all of us have had in our career. And I think the, the opportunity to do that has been uh, it's been super rewarding. I mean, I think, you know, just in the, the few months of ownership so far to see the growth of, of our team and the growth of the people within it, and and the growth of the Cyclones brand. Like we really want to um, create something here that's that's long lasting in our community. That that not only helps you know our players and and employees advance to the their next part of their career, uh, but to give back to the community that we're in. And I think that's that's our our goal and our focus. And and so far over the first you know couple months of ownership, we've seen that. Um, It's interesting you asked that question about, uh, you know, funny things or things you didn't expect. Um, So one of the one of my passions is setting up business systems. I really enjoy setting up things that that we can we can put together a system that works and and people can thrive in. And I really enjoy that. But this this go around of of setting up the business system has been really interesting because obviously I've had the months off from teaching in in that world. But um, paying bills, you know paying bills, making sure that, uh, that everything's going financially, I think has been, uh, something that I, you, you always know it exists, but until you're in charge of it, sure. um, that's, that's where you're like, okay, well, those, good. those
1: numbers always look a little bit bigger when you're on the hook for them, right?
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you're, and you just, you want to make sure that everybody's taken care of and, and that's a great responsibility that we accept graciously. We want to make sure that, that everybody involved with us is, is feeling part of our team because that's that's the the culture we want to create here, and I think, you know, the the, the people, including yourself, that are on board, uh, have done an outstanding job of of pushing us in a direction, pushing us to to levels of discomfort, which which that's where growth happens, and. And I think that's uh, that's where we want to continue to go. Is continue the levels, you know, some discomfort, so there's growth, and then and then we get to the point where where the system runs itself, and and we get the culture that we want. And, and I think we're going in a great direction. Just having a conversation with Colin yesterday about it, and he's really excited. And, and I know as an ownership group, we can't wait to get this thing, uh, get the first home game. You know, get the guys here in a couple of weeks. I think that's uh, that'll set things in motion even faster.
1: Yeah, I'm ecstatic to get this season started and to be able to do, you know, call these games. There's so much talent already on this roster. And, you know, Collins, obviously um, climbing the ranks as a coach and getting more experience every single season, but just to look at the success that they had at the uh, showcase in Minnesota, and then they go down to North Iowa and beat the bulls who are perennially one of the best teams in the entire NA three. So I'm really excited for this year, but it's funny that you gave the answer that you did, because that's almost the exact Brad, uh, last interview, Brad said the same thing about the bills. So that's obviously you guys are on the, the same page there. <laughs> but speaking of Brad, he kind of uh, credited you the the most. I asked him the question, you know, how did you guys piece together this ownership team? Obviously, everybody brings their own different strengths, and he really kind of credited you for kind of spearheading the whole thing. Um, so I, I guess I want to ask you there, like, how involved were you in in picking or helping put together this ownership team and um, uh, what are some of the? Um, I guess what are what are some of the strengths and some of the reasons that you picked these five people or these four people in addition to you?
2: Well, like I said, I like I like building teams. That's one of the challenges that you see every year as a coach. Um, you see it in the classroom. You're looking for growth within your students. Uh, and when you look at you look at our ownership group, I think uh, Brad and and his family bring a lot of passion to our organization in terms of the Cyclones, because obviously the history of of his dad, Coke, and, and starting it back in the 70s. And and as a young kid, I got to, to be in that environment and grow up watching the, the adult team play. Um, my Uncle Mark, uh, you know, part of that, those teams in the organization. So I really, I really enjoyed that part of it, and Brad and Vicki Vicky and his family just do an outstanding job with, with the Walter fail uh, Scholarship. They do uh, tons of fundraising for that, and and they're just super passionate. and I, And I wanted to, to draw on Wasa's hockey history, and I think that name resonates within our community with an age group of people that um, just remember going to those games and having a great time and watching hockey. And I think. You know their family obviously is a big part of that, and and I know that they have great pride in 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 the Cyclones organization and what that means to them. And I wanted to include Brad because that's that's where we wanted to go. We want to make sure this is a community event. Uh, my father-in-law, Kurt White. Um, he's our business guy. He's been wildly successful in business. He's, uh, built teams. He's worked for, you know, his own company. He's, he's, uh, advised for many, many companies and, and he's our business guy. He's the guy that we go to in terms of, does this make sense? Um, how, how can we grow this area? And he's offered just great advice in that process. Um, Corey and Hannah, I just, uh, Great hockey people, you know. Hannah's building a great girls program out in Colorado. Uh, She's she's uh, along with Corey. Has given us access to some different places for recruiting, and I think that's really important for us. Is we want to make sure that we're we're not pigeonholing ourselves in certain areas. We want to recruit the whole country, and and Colorado was a big part of that. And Corey and Hannah have some great connections out there to get us some players that, that might get lost in the game a little bit, and we can provide them a, a great opportunity, you know, to move on to whether it's the North American league um, to, to division three hockey, whatever, whatever their goals are, we want to help them. And, and those guys have been outstanding to give us that. I mean, the prospect camp that was out there was, a, was a great success year one. Um, and Corey, Corey provides and uh, just some good hockey knowledge and great hockey talk and research for for Colin and for Jonah and, and we want to make sure that we provide that too. So we want to give them tools and our and our team has, has been been really good here the last uh, month we're, we're getting really dialed in into what our roles are and and, and how we can continue to, to make this happen all the way through this season into the next and things we've learned like obviously year one, you learn a lot of things and, and we've learned a lot, but it's, it's such a great team of, of people. It's people we like being around and working with. So, uh, even the, you know, the issues that come up, we've, we've talked them out, we've solved them. And, and it's just, it's been great to get to this point and and where we're going is really exciting. So it's an awesome team that I'm, I'm excited to be a part of.
1: Yeah. And, uh, The the puck will drop on the season soon enough here, but I'm sure when it does, you guys will learn a whole lot more uh, in those coming months moving forward. But you mentioned something that was a perfect transition into my next question about, you know, moving players on to the next level. Obviously, the NA3 kind of has this aspect to it that other levels don't, where like you want the best team possible. You want these really good kids on your team, but you also want them you know, to advance and to move on. So you kind of got to walk that fine line between, you know, putting together a successful roster and, you know, helping individuals, uh, move forward. How do you kind of go about, I've talked to Colin about this as well, but how do you kind of go about that balance where like, Hey, you see a kid who has all sorts of potential. Of course, you want them there helping to, you know, um, have the best and most successful cyclone season possible, but you also want them to, uh, you know, have all eyes on him and, and have every opportunity at the next level. So how do you kind of walk those lines between um, advancing players, personal success, and then, you know, the team success as a whole?
2: I think it starts uh, with the recruiting process. You know, I think one of the things that we really wanted to, to, to change a little bit is the type of player that we recruit. We want those kids that, that, are on the cusp of making the North American league. I mean, those are the players that, um, are super motivated. Uh, they want to be playing the game. They love the game. They understand the process. Maybe, maybe they're not totally content with where they are in their process and, and we're a place that can help them develop further to get to that next level. Um, I think you know moving guys on there is, is, is obviously goal number one. Uh, it's getting some college commitments for these guys. I think to put them in some NCAA programs, uh, Division three programs, I think is, is an outstanding goal for us, and it's certainly one I think we're on a good path for. But to balance that, I think it, it comes down to the, the relationships that, that we have throughout the country, and it's the relationships that Colin and Jonah develop so that we create a place that, that kids want to be a part of and they want to be here and, and understand that they're going to be pushed. They're going to be uh, challenged and, and they're going to develop, you know, both as a person and as a hockey player. And, I think that's, that's the fine balance. You know, it's like, uh, I can imagine it being a division three coach. You, you want the best division three players. Well, those guys first got to recognize that they're not a division one hockey player mm-hmm. and and still love the game. And I think that's that same kind of mentality is what, what we have in terms of recruiting and, and Colin and Jonah have done a, a great job putting together. I think a roster that that does have a bunch of guys that are on the cusp of, of being a, a tier two North American league player and, and get some opportunities for those guys to, to, to advance. And I think once you create that culture, people want to be a part of it. And, and that's ultimately our goal is to create something that everybody wants to be a part of. Um, and it's going to be a process. And we know that, but, but just to continue that growth.
1: And another thing I know is really important to uh, you on a personal level, but also just the ownership group is really community outreach, community involvement, community impactment, and uh, at the youth level too, the youth hockey level, um, so what, what do you guys have planned what's in the works to really kind of expound upon what, you know, Terry and Duncan and the River Wolves were able to start here in the community? Uh, how do you guys plan on, you know, taking over that and make it even bigger and better, um, as, as the Cyclones?
2: Well, I think it comes just, uh, being there, you know, being in person, uh, we've, we've got some, an opportunity for our, for our players to, to, to help out with learn to skate programs uh, to build the passion of, of what that is for, for hockey. That's your foundational pieces to, to have those guys, I think in the the learn to skate programs and the youth programs to, to show not only, not only show the kids what hockey is like at, at that level, but just to show them um, what to be a human playing hockey at that level is and the growth that goes along with that. I think, being being present in those programs and and you know whether it's Marathon County Youth Hockey or uh, Mosinee Merrill Stevens Point you know it's just DC Everest you've got all these these youth programs that are around us that that I'm hopeful that we can we can somehow be a part of to to help them grow the game of hockey and I think that's one of our greatest goals is to to utilize this program to to grow the game because it is such a great game that that we've all had. Uh, great experiences with and I think that's that's the first step for us is to to show that we're we're there we want to be there we want to be these guys in person to to help them out and and part of part of uh, being a young adult is is learning uh service I think uh, being a service to the community you're in uh, leaving it, uh, better than when you came to town, I think is really important, uh, not only for, for these guys as student athletes, uh, to be, but, uh, just as an adult and, and getting involved in whatever community you're in. I think that's, that's really important. It's, it's a goal of ours as an ownership group and as a team and, and with Colin and Jonah and Zach, um, uh, and Julie to, to incorporate ourselves into the community so that everybody sees it as a really positive asset to, to the community. Yeah, and um, for me
1: personally too, growing the game has at a young, at a youth level, getting people into hockey early has always been really important to me because hockey is such a difficult sport to really catch up in. So if you start a little bit too late in life, you know you're never going to be able to reach your your pinnacle success, which um, or your pinnacle potential, I should say, because people just start so early and they get so good so early on. So starting at a young age has always been really important to me. Also because growing up you know, I'm 26 now. So I started skating about 21 years ago and I've seen the ebbs and flows of like when I was young, there were so many kids that, you know, there was A and B teams at every single level. And then by the time I got to high school, I look back at Anago youth program and they're, you know, combining with Merrill or doing whatever they can just to piece together a team. Now things have kind of swung the other way again, where you're getting, you know, bigger numbers involved at the initiation and my level and stuff. So, um, you know, it's kind of natural with anything; those ebbs and flows. But really, keeping a steady flow of of young kids coming into the game, no matter where they're playing, I, that's just something that's really important to me.
2: And 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 it should be, I think, for all of us to grow that game. It, it starts at the the base level. It starts at the intro level, you know. And and to get to get families involved. I mean, hockey is such a family sport. I mean, as a as a kid growing up. Um, you're always catching rides with somebody else because your brother was going somewhere else or yeah. your parents were dividing and conquering to 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 make sure that you know you had uh, family at the game I mean it's it's a it's truly a, a family sport and I think we're gonna see that throughout as we as we go I mean I just think if, if we can continue that, that growth and continue um, the positive uh, you know, momentum that we've had as far as that's concerned, I think, I think that's just a huge part of, of any sport, any youth program. And, and, and we obviously uh, want to continue to do that and make that, make that an imprint in our community this, this year and, and going forward.
1: Great. Well, I appreciate all uh, your time. And uh, this is by far the longest interview we've ever done on this podcast. So I appreciate it. But, you know, like I said, we've known each other for a long time. We have great rapport. So it's very easy to talk to each other. But I don't want to keep you all morning. Um, that's pretty much everything I have prepared. I wanted to ask you. But is there anything I'll leave the floor open to you that you just want to touch on? Anything I maybe didn't get to or just thoughts? We'll have you on the podcast at some point, you know, midseason. But just any final thoughts here that you want to leave us with uh, heading into opening night, which, is October fifteenth, so it'll be coming up soon enough. But uh, any any parting uh, wisdom or thoughts here for us?
2: I think uh, we're we're always looking for team members. I think uh, if you want to be involved in our organization, I think it's uh, an opportunity now to reach out uh, to Zach um, and and or myself to to get involved, whether it's through billets or game day operations. Uh, sponsorships uh, a, a, any way that you want to get involved with the with the our cyclones hockey group i think uh, please reach out because you know we, we're always looking for for new faces new team members uh growth to make sure that that we're doing what we can to to give the best quality product on the ice and uh, and great human beings off the ice
1: all right perfect well thanks bj have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you again soon thanks Jake That is Brian Brandt Jr., one of the five new owners of your Wausau Cyclones. Don't miss a minute of Cyclones hockey this season. Catch all the action on HockeyTV.com.